It is I, Seth Rudetsky, and this week, Seth Rudetsky is back to school with Emmy Award winner and comic genius, Sean Hayes. Sean and I had very similar childhoods in the sense that we're both funny, we're both piano players, but A, he became super famous and I didn't. B, I actually think I took more difficult courses than he did. By the way, only purely through manipulation. I got into AP English class, I think because like my father wrote an angry letter demanding I I beyond did not belong in AP English, like on any level. I couldn't write research papers. I was so lazy. I don't know how I manipulated my way in there, but boy, did I regret it. So we had this famous teacher in Hewlett High School. And when I spoke to Alan Zweibel once, who's a famous writer who went to Hewlett, he completely remembers her and her bitcher. Her name is Mrs. And... She was notorious. And at one point, I remember I started acting up in the middle of class and she just let it be known that she didn't want me there. She was like, they warned me not to put you in this class. I literally remember that. I don't know who they referred to, but I literally, my response was, well, now you've learned your lesson. Regardless of the classic time that her obituary was on full display, we're in AP English and she would like often read us these really long-winded articles. Like she... It wasn't dictation. She would just read them to us. I don't know what the point of... We weren't supposed to take notes. So we're sitting in class, me and my friend Whitney, by the way, Mrs. was, I'd say maybe 120 years old. So she's hunched over the front desk, slowly reading us this article. My friend Whitney was like, oh my God, I can't take it. So Whitney decided to document how bored she was. So she, she wanted to have a record of Mrs. reading. So she took a picture of Mrs. Now this is way pre-iPhones. She took out her camera, like her Vivitar, and took a picture of Mrs. Jaffe. But by the way, Whitney kept the flash on. So like the whole room lit up. So I started laughing so hard because I couldn't believe the audacity in the chutzpah. Mrs. gets out of her desk, walks over to us. And like I said, 120. So it took a really long time for her to walk, pointing spindly finger. Not at Whitney, by the way, who took the photo, pointing it at me. And this is a complete quote because I remember it so clearly. She said, Seth, you're useless. You're fruitless. And what's more? I don't like you. So first I was mortified. Then I was impressed by her prose because it was the pseudo rhyme, useless, fruitless, then the shocker ending, what's more, I don't like you. It was basically a hostile haiku. Any of you that study that form, because I think it was 557, wait, 575, get back to me. Sean Hayes is on the show today, who's actually a really, really good friend of mine. But in this episode, he actually told stories that he's never even told me. So I'm super excited. And by the way, he brought his yearbook for show and tell. Dreading morning classes, stealing bathroom passes, football, drivers at SATs, bullies that attack me, why do I have back knees, jockstraps, training bras, frenemies, we remember back then, it's like freshman year again, ready, steady, now you're in it, pencil, stop, cause any minute's Sean Hayes. Now! Hey everyone, I'm here with Sean Hayes, who does it all actor, comedian, producer, you know him from Will and Grace. Sean saves the world. <laughs> Name dropping, just get him going. From Grimm, from his days as yeah. rehearsal pianist. Really, he, he really does do it all. Amazing, amazing Broadway musical star. So good at promises, promises. Um, Sean, I want to talk about high school. Where did you go to high school? You lost the audience when you said you know him from Sean Saves the World. <laughs> That's not true. Megan Hilty just tuned in. Go. Uh- <laughs> Where did I go to high school? I went to Glenbard West High School in Glen Ellen, Illinois. Public, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Did you ever see the movie Lucas? Do you remember that movie Lucas? No. Well, some people Some people do. Go, why? What about it? It was Winona Ryder's first film. Corey Haim, Charlie Sheen. Yes. It was shot at my high school. Were you like an extra? I was an extra, yeah. For real? Yeah, I was like 15 years old or something like that. Okay, so let me ask you something. Before you began high school, what did you think high school was going to be like, and what was it based on? Were you like, it's going to be like Archie's, going to be like Greece, what? Yeah, well, I mean, like, I grew up with three older brothers, so it was 
always pranks and they would instill the fear of God in me about what it was going to be like because they thought it was funny. And then, you know, we grew up like watching Porky's and like hazing, you mm -hmm. know, and so I was petrified. Yeah, of course. Isn't everybody? I was excited to go to high school, actually. You were? Because I thought it was going to make me like an adult. I was excited to go to the next level. But and you thought what, you were going to be- happen? It was horrific. Still looking? Still searching? Uh -huh. So she made an adult and it was horrific. Anyway, Sean, <laughs> we're focusing on you, dear. So let me ask you something. Was there any actual freshman hazing? No, but there was seventh grade hazing, eighth grade hazing before high school. Um, we were walking to an assembly one day, single file, I might add. And uh, there was these huge band lockers on the way in the hallway. And, you know, there's little lockers for flutes and saxophones, whatever. And then there's the big, big, big ones for drums. And one of them was open and three, like, you know, jock guys picked me up and were going to shove me into the big drum locker. And every time they went towards the locker, I would spread my legs real fast, <laughs> like, you know, and block myself, you know, yes. and I'd laugh through it. Like, this is hilarious. Dying inside. Bullying. <laughs> but it's such an amazing visual. <laughs> Wait, because it's like, it's very pre-Jane Fonda. Okay, um, go back. Actually, I have to first set everything up. What was the look in high school for you? Was it like a horrible perm? What was happening? Um, it was bowl cut, ET neck, right? My neck was so thin and long. And I had a part in the middle that my brothers would just call me Eddie Munster. Just a flat part in the middle. Do you remember a particular outfit that you were like, I cannot wait to wear this to school? We didn't have any money growing up, so I was, we would have to... I went with my mom, who was a single parent, raised five kids by herself. I would go with her to bring bags and bags and bags of laundry to the laundromat. I have to sit with her every single week to do it. So it was like whatever was clean that week, you know, I'd probably wear things more than once. And did you ever go through a leg warmers phase in the 80s? No, I waited much later to get into that. Oh, okay, good. But it did happen. So when you... Leg warmers? No, but I did do what the kids are doing now. Which is what? Which is you pull the bottom of your jeans and then you... I don't know how I to know exactly what you're talking about. And you, then you cuff them. You make a you tighter cuff, cuff. Yes. Yeah. I totally did that too. To make the ankles like really, really yes. small. And then I, oh, I wish I would have brought a picture. Would have been great for the audience. What? That doesn't make any sense. But um, I had, yeah, kind of like leg warmer. Now that you say like big, thick socks and the pants would come up to like, you know, mid calf with the socks showing and some yeah. crazy like ducky from Pretty in Pink Shoes. hundred percent. Okay. So just give me like a typical day in high school. Do you remember what time it began? Like who woke you up in yeah, the morning? So, so my mom. Oh, this is good. Wow, this is so interesting. This is such a fucking good show. It really jars your memory, you know? Uh, I would get up because I loved high school. I was rare. I think it was because it was an escape from my home life, which wasn't horrible, but it wasn't like ideal without a dad and without kind of parenting, you know? Anyway, so it was pretty early. I remember like maybe getting up at seven, maybe. Does that sound right? And it started at eight. I kind of don't remember, maybe. And Clock radio or alarm? Mom. Oh, get up. Yeah, because she would end up driving me to school in her car. But I was embarrassed of the car we drove, so I had her drop me off like a couple blocks away and I walked, or a block away. Did she know that's why? Yeah, and I heard her feelings and I felt bad about that. Okay, so she dropped me off a couple blocks away. Where would you have breakfast? That's another big thing with me, food. I didn't have money for lunch, so I would not eat lunch. Or I would grab, like maybe in the morning I would grab, I don't know, I don't remember eating. But I remember lunch, like never having money for lunch or bringing anything. They didn't put you on like a, a So decreased... I would like go to like maybe a friend's house for lunch once a week. You're like, hey, can I tag along? Or they'd be like, can you come? And I'd be like, you hungry? I'm like, no, oh, here's something. I was so embarrassed to eat. I don't know what that was about. Because your family didn't have a lot of money. Right. And you weren't on a reduced lunch program. No, uh-uh. It was a very upscale town. We lived on the poor side of it. 
Okay, so you'd get to school, and did you have driver's ed, by the way, in the morning? Yes. I don't know if it was in the morning, but yes, with the simulated machines. Yes. Yes, and my driver's ed instructor was also the baseball coach. His name was Mr. He was a dick. Mm. I mean, some kids loved him. Now I would love him as an adult. I'd be like, oh, he's hilarious. But as a kid, he would slam on that passenger brake, you know, that they have. Yes. Over and over and over and call people idiot and, like, just demean them. It was horrible. And here's this gay kid getting in the car, and he's like, hey, hey, is he going to go out for the baseball team like your brothers? And I'm like, no, I play that piano, and I'm in theater. Like, it was, he's like, oh. So I think he knew what he had in his hand. Let me ask you something. Were you the actual class clown? Is that just a stereotype? Or were you like, I was a class shy person, a class nerd? What was happening? It's weird. I was, um, I was popular in school, and then nobody would call me on the weekends to hang out or ever, 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 ever. But did other, were people called on the weekends? I, yeah, I hear about parties and everything. And I, not until like my last week of senior year. It's like, hey, you want to go to hang out in this party? I was like, okay. But I was never asked, so I would become obsessed with Saturday Night Live, and that's where I became obsessed with comedy. Because I was always home on a Saturday night. And do you remember any crazy, crazy big laugh you got in school? Yes. Um, I would go up the stairs in high school and with my backpack just slightly unzippered with tons and tons of books in. And I would trip at the top of the stairs and the books would go flying everywhere. And half the people would laugh and half the people would be like, what an unbelievably stupid idiot. Like knowing I was doing a bit, but they're like, that's not funny. And they still don't find me funny, I'm sure. <laughs> was it, when you say... This is so, what, so, was it a constant bit? Is that what you mean? Like, yeah, it was, it was more than once. Bit. Always, always like, you know, because like, you know, those after school specials or like TV movies where the kid would like drop all his books and then the girl would pick him up and they'd meet eyes as they rise with the book in their hand. Mm -hmm. Right. We would do that scene over and over again. Oh, wait, who's the other person I would do it with just you? People like friends, whatever, <laughs> like theater friends. But um, I also was voted senior most likely to trip a graduation. And so I did it. I went up on stage when I got my diploma, I tripped and fell. Crazy big laugh or crazy big gasp? Everybody stood up and cheered. Oh. Yeah. So you basically were, you were popular. You weren't a bully kid, particularly. Yeah, no. I mean, people, you know, are you gay? You're a fag. Things like that, like down the hall. But it didn't make you devastated inside. It was just It did, it did. Well, because it was the 80s, you know. We were taught to hate ourselves, you know. Catholic, you know, um, all society, all billboards, advertising, marketing. There was no gay people out there to say, I'm like that. So it was a really scary time. What did you think your relationships would be? Did you think you'd ever have a boyfriend one day? At that age, no. I was just trying to get through day by day. And was there another kid that you were really close friends with and you found out later we were both gay? I knew another guy was gay, but was never talked about. But I would bet my life on it that he was gay because he was the punk rocker, you know, Howard Jones looking like eyeliner, the cure, like, you know, that kind of stuff. And those are the people I ended up hanging out with and in college. I wasn't a Judy Garland, Barbara Streisand homo. I was like a New Order, Depeche Mode, The Cure. Like I was more into like goth hairspray, my hair really high and stuff like that. So beyond not me. Yeah. But the similarity we did have in common was piano playing. So were yeah. you like the high school pianist? Yeah, I played for choir and musicals. And then I was in some musical, you know, a couple of musicals. And, and then I got uh, permission to not attend PE because I would compete all four years of high school. Oh my because God. Because I had to practice because I was on entering competitions all the time. Wait a minute. First of all, it's the most amazing thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. I can't believe I didn't get to do that. 
And it's also the most incongruous thing. You don't have to go to gym because you have to practice yeah. to be in a competition. Who made that up? Who manipulated that for uh, you? I think my piano teacher and my mom and the school and everybody was like, yeah, that makes sense. So I took that hour of the day to practice. Oh, my Because when God. are you going to do it? So you are smarty pants. Were you smart in school? No, I'm not a smarty pants. I think... Uh, you're quick-witted. I mean, you're smart. If that's what you label as smart, I'm just not book smart. So what does that mean? Did you fail any classes? No, I just got by. I mean, you know, I excel where I excelled, which was arts, music, you know, theater, all those things. But um, Nothing academic? Not even like English papers? I loved English. Yeah, English was pretty good. Were you in honors English or AP? No, uh -uh. I was honors math in junior high. Wait a minute, you sound like my mother. We were very poor, we had a vacation house. You can't say you're not smart and you're in honors math. You obviously were smart. I honestly wasn't. Like, I, I, I'm I, not. Like, I don't, I'm not interested in, you know, I don't know. How did you get into honors math then? That's like, that I don't like know. I swear to God, I don't know. It was the mystery. And then we were put in the back, me, Dave, and some other girl were put in the back room. And we just listened to the Thompson twins. I've got a picture. It's pinned to my wall. No. We listened to that over and over. And we would just write the lyrics down. We didn't do any work. What's the back room? Some back room of a classroom that's blocked off with glass so you can still, the students can see. It was bizarre. But we're like, in the special math club. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, were you an honest math? Or were you so stupid they kicked you out of the class? Like, I can't figure it out because it sounds like they, like, you're in the special class. Wait, Wait I'm just finding this out now. <laughs> well, because I'm just trying to figure this out. Because no, we were, were, we were like advanced math, whatever that is. And, and we were the only three kids Right, doing that. In a soundproof room, therefore you were able to listen to Thompson Twins? Yeah. Isn't that funny? It's just so amazing. I've never heard a better high school experience. Yeah. Do you remember ever actually failing a class or a, a test? I was always like a solid C student. <laughs> and right? what was, Which is translated to everything I do in life. I'm like a very solid C pianist. I'm a very solid C actor. I'm a very solid C driver. I'm a very solid C husband. It's such a lie. Like, don't you have like an I, Emmy Award? I, yeah. Don't you have two? Doesn't everybody? <laughs> I know. I was like, I don't know what you're basing your. Okay, cut and get into reality. Did you do any after school competitions like speech, debate? I was part of the Spanish club, but never went. But I was all theater, theater, theater all the time. I would cut class and just sit in the theater because it was so quiet and it was so comforting and it was so, uh, I loved it. It was so opposite of my home life. Because you had all the siblings and the yelling. Constant and the drinking and everything. Did you break rules? Did you ever get in trouble for anything? When I was really, 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 really little, I cried and cried and cried. My mom was like, what are you crying? I'm like, because my book is overdue at the library. I, didn't, I thought I was going to go to jail because I had an overdue book. Did you ever get in trouble with your mom in high school for doing something wrong? Staying out past curfew? or I didn't tell anybody I was in a play. Why not? Because I was embarrassed because I thought they'd find out I was gay if I was, right? So... My whole family was like, you're in Bye Bye Birdie. Why wouldn't you tell us that, right? And then you can't say it because I don't want you to know I'm gay. Yes. And then I'll never forget my brother was like, you know, I wear makeup too in football. We put the black stuff under our eyes. So he was trying to make me feel better That's about it. That's very sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was nice. That's my oldest brother. And who did you play the lead? No, God, no. I played, of course, Harvey Johnson. Oh, the biggest nerd in the entire show. Whose <laughs> exactly. voice cracks. Yeah. Did you finally get the high school lead <laughs> senior year? No, my theater instructor and the director of all the shows really wanted to push me at a young age when I wasn't aware to do a drama, like a very serious, like suicidal kind of role. <sighs> and I didn't want to do it. And so I said no. And so I probably had my opportunity, but I passed up on it. She wanted to push you as an actor and you were like not interested? 
after in that, in like a very serious mm-hmm. part. I was like, no, call me when there's more funny, fun stuff. And she never called you? Yeah, still waiting here. <laughs> still waiting for the phone call. <laughs> no, um, but that was the year that I worked the backstage with my friend Raina, who was a stage manager. And it was a series of one acts. And we had like 15, 20 seconds to change over the whole, or 30 seconds to change over the whole set before the next one came. I don't know why we were in a rush. And there was a wheelchair in the scene for the next scene. And uh, there was a rope hanging from one of the battens, which holds the scenery. And I was controlling the batten machines to raise and lower them. We had a lot of fly space. It was a great theater. Anyway, so there was a rope hanging from one of the battens and it hooked onto the panel of the wheelchair. On purpose or that was a mistake? mistake. It was like just hanging and somebody left it by. So when I raised the scenery, it picked up the wheelchair, the rope, and it raised it. And then the blanket sitting on the chair hung from the the wheel of it. So it went batten, rope, wheelchair, blanket. Uh And then the curtain came up. Oh. And the first line was the girl was supposed to be in the wheelchair. And, you know, something like, I can't believe I can't walk. I lost my leg. And she's just standing there. It was awful. (laughs) And I was crying. It was awful. (laughs) Well, were you laughing? I'm not then. Now it's hilarious. Oh. I was freaking out then. I was like, everybody backstage, you know, the drama of the high school theater, like, I can't believe that. And so then that year at the Thespian Awards, they were giving away the Golden Crutch Award. And of Did course, it happen I, every year? Yeah, every, every year. Okay. They were giving away the Golden Crutch Award to the clumsiest person of the year. And of course, I got it for hanging the wheelchair. And we sang, who can hang a wheelchair, <laughs> hanging in midair, hang it real high so Miss doesn't care, Sean Hayes can't, right? And so Miss was the name of the uh, woman director. <laughs> anyway, so then I get up to get the golden crutch and Missy <laughs> standing there presented it to me. And of course, I have this thing with physical comedy and tripping because it's so funny to me. I thought it'd be really funny if right before I go grab the golden crutch, I trip when I grab it. And I did. And I knocked her in the face and her tooth came out. And it was <gasps> blood everywhere in front of everybody. <laughs> oh my God. And I was like, do I talk? Do I take? And she's like freaking out holding her mouth and and uh it was awful it was awful did she ever go oh i get you were trying to do a comedy bit you're forgiven i mean it was like i didn't know what to do i was so young i was like do i take care of her do i ignore it like it didn't happen like you know when you're young you just don't you don't do know I how to deal to my with comedy yeah. oh my god okay that's devastating ending do you remember being in high school and like what made you feel like oh my god this is so adult like yeah. i have money in my wallet well what was it this is the best show ever <laughs> So my dad, who left when I was like five or six years old. Because I, of you, right? Because of me. Okay. <laughs> I just want to clarify. What? Yeah, I mean, that's why. Wait, Seth, where are you going? <laughs> I don't like you either. I can continue. Um, so I guilted him into buying me a car. Of course, he bought me what my friend Raina referred to as Grease Lightning because it was like the biggest piece of junk ever. So after your dad left when you were a little kid, were you were you in touch with your team like once a year at Christmas? No, it, we we never um we never I never saw him, never saw him or contacted him, and I think that was like the first time like a friend of mine was like, you should just ask your dad to get your car. I was like, yeah, he owes me, you know what I mean? So I worked with the nerve to call him out of the blue and talk to him forever, and and uh, yeah, and you got the car, and I got a car. It was like I'm not even kidding. It was like two or three hundred dollars, like from a used car place somewhere. It was Grease Lightning before it became the amazing Grease Lightning. Yeah. Yeah. I painted flames on the side. Yeah. It was a bad car. But anyway, my sister sold me her scooter, which was a yellow scooter. And that was really cool because I could drive myself to school finally. Autonomy. Yeah. Autonomy. Right. And um, I remember I painted it 
I put tape in crisscross fashion on the front panel of the scooter and it was yellow. The scooter was yellow and I painted it black and yellow checker. So it looked like a taxi. Do you have a memory that sort of to you perfectly encapsulates who you were in high school? Like this was so me. You know, uh, I was doing 12th night in high school, Shakespeare, and I played Sir Andrew Aguecheek, of course. And there was a line reading that I didn't really understand until the audience was there. Mm. And we'd been rehearsing, rehearsing, rehearsing. And then the first night the audience was there, um, the button of the scene was, I'll make one too. Because Sir Andrew Aguecheek was always a follower, not a leader. Mm. And I got a huge laugh. In that specific moment, I understood what the line meant, and I understood my relationship to the audience, and I'll never forget it. Do you remember what your college essay was about? I don't think I wrote an essay. Did you just go to like a regular like state school reading? Yeah. I applied to three in Illinois, Northern Illinois, University of Illinois, Illinois State. Illinois State was, it was the best choice of my life. College changed my life. It was the best. Even though high school was great, college I was even better. I love high school, too. Yeah, college was even better. I've just been around funny people. I find funny people, and they bring joy into your life, and I think... That's what saved me. That and being gay saved me. What do you mean by saved you? Yeah, because I think it makes you a survivor and it forces you to create coping mechanisms that otherwise you wouldn't be able to or been forced to create. I see. It, it, helps, you deal you with, it helps you deal with hard things because you're constantly dealing with a hard thing. That's right. Okay, get ready for this or that, where my guest reveals which pop culture thing they loved and hated in high school. So, Shani, this segment's called This or That. I'm going to give you two different options of what was kind of big during your high school years, 84 to 88, and you just tell me what was more you and why. Well, first of all, piano-wise, Rachmaninoff or Chopin? It's Chopin. Why? Ooh, these are deep. Well, they're very They're, they're very similar. similar. Yeah, I mean, they're not, it's not like, you know, Bach Okay, so or, fine. Let me say Mozart or Chopin. Mozart. Really? For sure, yeah. Why? Well, I studied Mozart. Amadeus is my favorite movie. Marriage of Figaro, I memorized every word. You know, I am a Mozart aficionado. Oh, I had no idea because Chopin yeah. is so much more showy off. That's Mozart, what I love. 1756-1791. He died at 35 years old. I know everything about him. His children, there's something like eight children. They all died except for one because they were nursed on water. Uh, were you big or were you moonstruck? Big, for sure. How come? Well, it's Tom Hanks. It was a comedy. He was playing piano with his feet. I'm in. Speaking of which... Like that kind of thing. Has there ever been anyone that you were obsessed with in high school that you've gotten to work with or know later in life? Ooh, that's such a good question. Marty Short, who's a very good friend of mine. So what's it like to sort of know the real Marty Short versus the one you were obsessed with? They're both the same. Isn't that lovely? Yes. When uh, they say don't meet your heroes, but in Marty's case, it was a wonderful thing. We're very good friends and he is the funniest person alive. And yeah. uh, anybody from SNL, but Marty mostly, and he was only on one season, was a huge inspiration to me. And Steve Martin, of course. And it's just so weird that both of them are best friends. Weird and also amazing. Yeah. Uh, we, and I got to meet and know Steve, too. So. What about Tom Hanks? Did you know Tom Hanks, Yeah, too? I know Tom, yeah. I Tom get Hanks. it. You know a lot of famous people. Uh, by the <laughs> way, totally sets you up and then makes you feel bad about it. Um, Pac-Man or Ms. Pac-Man? Pac-Man. I, know, <sighs> I didn't understand. But Scotty, my husband, loves Ms. Pac-Man. Is it because you're sexist? A little bit. Okay, cool. <laughs> Izod or Ralph Lauren Polo? Izod, as a kid, you're talking. You were the opposite of me. I was Polo. Polos are the more expensive ones. Like I, we had zero money. I know. I had to <laughs> beg and beg my father to buy me a Polo, and then we'd always go to the flea market, and it was like not really a Polo. I got hand-me-down Izods from my friend Mike's parents. You know, from his brothers. They always wore Izod. 
crush-wise, were you more a Matthew Broderick or Michael J. Fox? I mean, Matthew's a good friend. <laughs> but, um, so maybe there's hope. No, but I mean, they, I, I mean, I love you, Matthew. <laughs> but when I was younger, they weren't really my type. Okay, Broadway-wise, this is the 80s. Were you a lame Miz or a phantom? I was both. I mean, I was both. I would drive the bus home sometimes from college and listen to both of them over and over. Were you 16 Candles or Breakfast Club? Breakfast Club all the way. Oh my God, you were, we literally would have hated each other in high school because <laughs> everything you're saying is, yeah, 16 Candles is an actual comedy. Breakfast Club is like, oh, Ali Sheedy is weird. But it's so real. And, and you know what John Hughes said? He made those movies not for Hollywood, but for us. Who's us? The kids. Okay, Shelley Long or Kirstie Alley on Cheers? Oh, thousand percent Shelley Long. Okay, good, good, good. Thank yeah. you. She's hilarious. She's hilarious. We watch, I watch it every night. Oh, that's so fun. Just like yeah. kind of put yourself in a good mood before you get to bed. Seems disingenuous, but yeah. No, 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 because no, we no. do that with friends. Oh, okay. we, like, we watch an episode. I mean, Will and Grace, watch Will and Grace every night. <laughs> oh, God. Sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Um, when you would watch SNL, were you obsessed with Weekend Update or the commercial parodies? Uh, commercial parodies, Me too. Yeah. You know, it's all political. So when you're that young, you don't know what's going on. So emotional or greatest love of all? Whitney Houston wise. Greatest love of all. Yeah, it's more melodious. Okay. Well, they both are, but the ballad. Okay. Power ballad, by the way, it's called. Yeah. Okay, it's time to find out how much my guest has changed or how much they have not. This is high school versus now. This is high school versus now. I'm going to give you the same type of scenario. You tell me how you would have reacted in high school versus how you would react now. Give me like two of your close friends' first name in high school. Raina. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rob. Okay. So let's say Raina and Rob are throwing this party. Okay. You find out you're not invited. It's high school. Mm-hmm. Or right now you find out Andrew Martin, Tim Bagley, and I are throwing a party, not invited. So how would you react <laughs> in high school versus how would you react now? In high school, I would have been disappointed. Now I'd be like, oh, I don't have to get off. <laughs> Thank God. Okay. Wonderful. <laughs> it's time for Show and Tell, where my guests show me mementos from their high school years. I asked you to bring a yearbook and you went a little overboard. You bought four. Um, but <laughs> you said bring your yearbooks, no, plural. It's just needy. Okay. Um, <laughs> did anybody sign any of your yearbooks? So none of them signed except for one person, Raina. Wait, was it not a big thing in your school? You just didn't have anybody to sign it. It just wasn't a big thing. Unless it was and I was left out. <laughs> a little of both. As my therapist always says, can it be both? Okay, let's hear it. Can you read it? Sean, meeting you this year was a very wonderful experience and one of the high points in my life. Without you, I would not know the true meaning of friendship. You have taught me so much this year, and I mean, just nothing I can say or do can match up to that. Take care. Have a good life. We're still best friends. Oh, and, really? You're still friends? Yeah, and stay away from those pickles. They're hell. Love, Raina Larson. What's the pickle joke? I don't get it. I texted her this morning. I was like, what's the pickle joke? She doesn't remember either? She's like, I don't know, that you don't like them on your hamburgers? Do you have your high school graduation, like what you wrote next to your name and everything? Picture? Okay, it's picture Sean. Well, yeah, it's, it's straight hair with the middle part. And I have to say, slightly crossed eyes. Yep. <laughs> Good for you. Yep, town and country eyes. One's pointing at the town, one's at the country. And what's happening teeth-wise? Did you have braces? I did not until uh, college because we couldn't afford them. Wow, because you have great teeth now, but in high school, the teeth were not good? The teeth were never, they're still not great. Oh, look at this one. Same part in the middle, next to a guy who uh, is in jail for murder. Wow, next to a guy who just looks like a sweet kid who's in jail for murder? Fun segment. It's almost the end of the episode, which means it's time for my two final questions. 
Okay, so Sean Hayes, yeah. we always try to end with these two final questions. Let's say this podcast is national. Someone from your high school is um, listening. What would you want to say to someone from your high school or just to your high school if they were listening right now? What, what have you been up to? <laughs> okay, not casual conversation. <laughs> is there anything yeah. you want to apologize for or the opposite or thank them for? Uh, I don't know. Like, I, I would want to know what the perception of me was, maybe. That is really, because you're... Like, because you can't never see yourself, right? So I would ask them, what were people saying and what, what do people think of it? If your 15-year-old self is listening, what would you say to him? Everything's going to be just fine. Oh, yeah. That's sweet. Yeah. Shawnee, it was great having you on the show. And besides watching Will and Grace, everyone also needs to buy, speaking of gay, pro-gay, your book, Plum, that you wrote with your husband, Scotty. Yeah, yeah, it's a Christmas uh, staple. Yeah, so get the, you can get Plum anywhere, really. And of course, watch Mom Only Grace. And what amazing TV show you produce now, everyone needs to watch. Uh, CNN's History of Comedy. History of Comedy. Mm -hmm. And Hollywood Game Night. Thank you, Sean Hayes. Seth Rudetsky's Back to School is produced by Sarah Esikoff. This episode was mixed by James Billadeau. Our theme music was written by Seth Rudetsky and sung by Seth Rudetsky and Maggie McDowell. Our band was Seth Rudetsky, Mark Schmied, Carrie Meads, and Jim Hirschman. Seth Rudetsky's Back to School is a serious XM production and is executive produced by me, Seth Rudetsky, Brandon Getchis, and Maggie Van Dorn. <laughs>